So what causes narcissistic personality disorder? Like, have you ever wondered, like, how does someone actually become a narcissist? How does it actually work? Why do you think people are born narcissists? Or do certain events in their life actually cause it? What are the factors that contribute to the development of NPD? So if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day clarity challenge, helping people get free from narcissistic abuse. The reason why I know so much about it is because I am a narcissist. I am a person who struggles with narcissistic personality disorder and have used the information that I've grown in coming to terms that I was awful and abusive and hurtful to a lot of different people to help turn that to good, to help people understand how they've actually been stuck and tied to a toxic person and the tools to be able to help them actually break free from that to be able to get relief from being in a place where they feel like they're walking on eggshells. They feel like they're in a toxic environment and they need to get free. And this is how we do it every single day. You know, join the Clarity Challenge, claritychallenge.net to be able to check that out. Uh, we'd love to be able to have you part of that. Anyways, as we're talking about narcissistic personality disorder, it's a mental health condition, okay? It affects millions of people worldwide. Now, first off, typically people are like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's not that prevalent. So if you Google narcissistic personality disorder, typically you'll see, like, probably the first thing you're going to see inside of Google is 5%. Like, 0.5% of people that are out there have this amount. But when you start to calculate it up over how many billion people are in the world, it's a lot more than what you want to agree to. Okay, there's a lot of people that struggle with narcissistic personality disorder across the entire planet. When we talk about this today, we want to dive into some of the different aspects about what actually causes it, like what's actually there, how is it actually developed. So we're going to talk through some aspects of genetics, some aspects of environment, some aspects of brain chemistry to help you understand this is how it's actually formed, this is how it's developed, and this is some of the things that are going on that produce this in other people. So first off, let's talk about genetics, okay? Is a narcissist born or is a narcissist formed? Like what is actually, what is the difference, okay? When we talk about a narcissist being born, people are normally referring to this aspect that it's genetically placed in them and implanted in them that they have this NPD gene that they're going to get from their, their parents and gonna come out a narcissist. Nothing you can do about it, nothing you can change, that's just who they're going to be. When we talk about a narcissist being formed, it's more along the lines of they're coming out and they're going through life and their life circumstances, their upbringing, their childhood experiences are producing or guiding them towards this aspect of having narcissistic personality disorder, of how they develop, of how the things happen there, okay? I'm on the camp of it is formed because they haven't found research to be able to say there is this one single gene responsible for NPD. Like research shows that genetics may play a role in its development, but not that it's the sole cause of narcissistic personality disorder. So think of it this way. Like there's, there's families that have a history of narcissistic personality disorder. And part of this is like, wait a second, maybe it's just stuck in the family because the grandpa had it, the dad had it, the son had it. Like it just seems like that must be, that must be what it is. Well, how do you think of these people are brought up in this environment? They're brought up in an environment in a toxic like relationship, underneath that toxic relationship and, and interacting in a toxic relationship. And so they're gonna be more predisposed to developing that because they're seeing and hearing and experiencing that from a very young age. And a lot of times people don't understand that like it's not just that it's there's a genetic piece there. Maybe the genetics help predispose them in certain ways, but it's more this aspect that, hey, they're around these people. They're growing up in these environments. They're growing up with these things that are happening on a day-to-day -day basis. This is why a lot of times people think 
that is born, but is actually formed. When we talk about this aspect of having a, like a long history, like a lot of times you'll see person after person after person. And typically, if you have kids with a narcissist and they're interacting with them a lot, or like you're still in the relationship for a long period of time, your kids have a higher tendency of either turning out to be a narcissist or getting in a relationship with a narcissist because that is what they're already used to. Okay, so you have to understand where you are now with your kids could also place them in a place of either being vulnerable to a narcissist or developing some of those traits. Whenever people have talked about aspects of narcissism and developing these traits and like what it actually looks like, a lot of times it's developed in the initial stages of life. So like think of it this way of a narcissist is avoiding shame. Okay, baseline underneath a lot of the emotions and everything that's going on there is shame avoidance. Sometimes this is brought out by being brought up in a household where they're constantly shamed, where they're constantly criticized. This is a lot of times is like the emotional trauma that can happen. Emotional trauma, emotional criticism, emotional manipulation, emotional neglect, a lot of different pieces there. You have other different types of trauma as far as like being abused, emotional, mental, mental, physical, sexual, any type of abuse that also can lead to this as well of having to develop a second version of themselves to be able to do this. Okay. I'm not just saying like splitting or schizophrenia. I'm just talking about like how a lot of times a narcissist will try to mask or try to hide who they are to everybody else. Okay, so a lot of times growing up, what is actually happening there is genetics might predispose someone, but they're not like forming a narcissist coming out of the womb. It has to do with their upbringing. It has to do with what makes them feel safe, what makes them feel loved, what makes them feel accepted, all these different pieces there. And you have to understand later down the road, after these things are ingrained, you trying to make them feel safe and loved while they continue to abuse you is not gonna fix them, okay? So think of it this way. Think of if you have like a father and you have a grandfather, they're both born narcissists, okay? So like they were born and they grew up and developed narcissistic personality disorder and they exhibit this controlling manipulative behavior. And as like the next generation starts to grow older, they start to display the similar traits, arrogance, lack of empathy, and like developing in NPD, which a lot of times is developed by a family history of seeing this happen over and over and over again. Not because they all got the gene, okay? They didn't, they didn't get the certain virus going through them, but because it's something that could be exemplified over and over. All right, so some of that goes into the second point, really, which is talking about environment, okay? The child's experiences growing up. Now, I mentioned like emotional neglect and like not actually being there for your child's needs, okay? So seeing a child and not actually being there of helping them actually process their emotions, their feelings, the things that are going through and not knowing how to be able to process that. This is really hard in our culture, period. Like take kids out of it and think for a moment, like society has a really hard time in processing feelings. Feelings are oftentimes shunned. Emotions are oftentimes shunned. Making people want to sedate and making people want to hide and making people want to lie about who they are. Non-narcissists, but just people that like shouldn't show up having feelings, shouldn't show up having emotions. They're shunned for that. They're pushed down for that. And so then you bring a child into the world and you're like, oh, I got to show up for this person and actually show them how to be able to process their emotions when I don't even know how to process my emotions. Like, you see what I mean? Like society is already predisposing us to be able to raise the next generation of kids, not understanding who they are and not understanding the emotions they deal with because a lot of parents have no clue who they are, have no clue how to be able to process these things. So you see this in the environment, okay, leading up to emotional neglect emotional abuse. Sometimes this will start to show them early on that they're inadequate, that they have a low sense of self-esteem, 
of like not being good enough. You see this with parents that put their kids down, that treat their kids like second class people, like, like put themselves way above them being like, you are so much less than me because you haven't grown up, because you haven't developed, because you don't know X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times this will fuel the child to look for this external validation and attention of like, this is what I need. I need to be able to prove myself. I need to be able to do this. We're not talking about people pleasing. We're talking about this innate desire of like, I need to have this attention in order to feel good enough. Okay. Growing up in a household where the parent or the caregiver was a narcissist is going to contribute to that. It's going to help the development of that in the kid's life. Okay. Think of it, for instance, of, uh, of a girl that's growing up in a household where the mom is a narcissist who constantly put her down, constantly made her feel like she wasn't good enough. Okay. Now there's two tendencies. Like she's either going to continue going through that and develop this deep seated, like need of insecurity, need of validation and could develop NPD. Okay. Or could develop some codependency issues or aspects of looking for external validation from someone else and get with a narcissist and not want to get out of that because at least someone's validating her in the moment. Okay. So there's different aspects to it. Now, the third one I want to bring up is this aspect of brain chemistry. Okay. Research suggests that certain imbalances in the brain chemistry can be associated with the development of NPD. Now, what I'm talking about here is sometimes there's an aspect, so there's a couple thoughts here, but sometimes there's an aspect of like an overactive uh, amygdala. Okay. A part of the brain responsible for processing emotions. And sometimes it's the underactive prefrontal cortex, uh, the part of the brain responsible for impulse control, decision-making, things like that. Sometimes that can contribute to the impulse and the emotional behavior seen in narcissists. Okay. Don't have a ton of research on that, but I'm just giving you an overview of kind of what's going on. One of the, one of the research and one of the sides to it, uh, is this idea of the gray matter in the brain. Now, sometimes people are going to associate gray matter to empathy or some of those emotional pieces there. And some of what can happen is the disconnect with the primary caregiver early on in uh, the child's life can help produce, no, it can help not produce all of the gray matter that's needed to be able to engage with empathy. Okay, there's different schools of thought on that, just giving you an overview, take it for what it's worth, but letting you know like, hey, this is what I've seen, this is what I've heard, uh, kind of stepping into this realm when we talk about empathy and how it's disconnected early on, okay? But brain chemistry is gonna go into it. There's gonna be aspects of narcissistic personality that are going to be predisposed, that are gonna be grown up in these environments, that are gonna be in these places where maybe they develop differently than other people, but it doesn't change the decision. It doesn't change the fact that this person decided to lie to you. It doesn't change the fact that this person decided, like decided to cheat on you. These are like two things that are very prevalent in the majority of narcissistic relationships. And when you understand that you didn't force this person to cheat, you didn't force this person to lie, it starts to take back your power a little bit and be like, wait a second, like just because they've been hurt, just because they've been abused, just because they've had a traumatic childhood doesn't mean that they need to take that out on the next person. If you're in one of these relationships and you're like, I think that this person is acting this way or they might have narcissism or because of their childhood, they might be a narcissist, reach out for help. And click on the link, escapetoxicity.com. Sign up for our seven-day course for $7 to help you understand what narcissism personality disorder is, what the reactive abuse looks like. You get plugged into a community of other people. Okay, so you get engaged with other people that are going through the course at the same time that can connect with you and that you'll hear their stories and you're like, that's me. That's exactly where I'm at. 
How did they figure this out? And you start to learn more and more about what you're going through and how to get free. So check it out, escapetoxicity.com. If you want to work with me one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivations.com. We'd love to help you out. We'd love to give you answers to your questions or see how we could partner together in your healing journey.